everyone, welcome back. This is Abhilasha Chauhan and you're listening to Startup Tuesdays. In this episode 6, we are here with Sunny Limiller. Sunny is Global Recruiting Manager at Fedora, a Berlin-based on-demand mail delivery service. Fedora is part of Delivery Hero network of online food ordering platforms. Sunny specializes in recruiting for companies and building quality teams. We'll chat today regarding the same start of hiding. If you prefer to watch this talk, you'll find the link below in show notes. So, let's get started. Thanks for the time, Sunny. Please tell us a little about yourself. Okay, so um, my name's Sunny. I'm uh, 28 years old. I'm uh, a HR and recruiting professional. Uh, I currently work for Delivery Hero. Um, obviously, you're sat in the offices today at Fedora. Fedora is a fairly recent acquisition of Delivery Hero. Um, Delivery Hero Group, we are an online food ordering e-commerce platform. Um, we're available on most um, popular mobile platforms, iOS and Android, and also web. And we basically connect customers, hungry people, people sat at home wanting pizza or takeaway food with restaurants. Okay? Uh, Fedora is a little bit uh, more of a niche player in the market. Uh, Fedora is uh, essentially a company that operates with restaurants that don't deliver as part of their ordinary service. So Fedora is more of a logistics um, platform, I guess, at heart. So you'll see if you visit Berlin, you'll see our riders or any other city that we operate in, you'll see our riders taking food on the little pink bikes, the Fedora pink bikes, between restaurants and customers. Uh, but at our, at our hearts as businesses, we are um, online e-commerce food ordering platforms. Okay, so what do you think how startup hiring is different? Sure. Um, I think with startup hiring, um, you have to be a lot more mindful of the fact that the people that you hire will have to spend a lot of time in the office. You're looking for um, passion and you're looking for people that can really get behind the product or the, uh, the idea that you're trying to sell. Your very early hires will spend you know, a lot of their working day, a lot of their time in the office, a lot of their day in the office. Um, you need to get 110% commitment from these guys. So I think when you're, start, when you're hiring for a startup, um, for me, the big difference is we're really looking for an affinity with the product or the project, um, not just for people um, that are looking for the next career. And I think actually if you can get that passion element right, if you can find people for your business that obviously can technically do the job, um, but also really get behind the idea of the company, then you find that they are good employees going forward. Um, and I think that's really the, the, the key to hiring well within a startup environment. Um, what a startup should know before hiring? Um, so before obviously going into the, the labour market, obviously startups need to uh, make an honest assessment of the skills that they're looking for, particularly very early stage startups. Um, you're obviously going to need to focus on whether it's building out your platform or whether it's uh, you know, launching your first site. Um, really make sure that the first hires that you make have real solid business value and look to hire the best straight away as well. Um, obviously, when you're an early stage startup, getting the product, or the, getting the product out, getting it on, onto the market um, is obviously critical. So making sure that you hire people that can actually deliver, um, I think, is really important. Okay. What's the definition of top talent? Um, I think we look at multiple factors, but I think um, I always look when I'm hiring for people that constantly want to challenge themselves. So 
Yes, people that are technically good at what they do. Obviously, we, we use multiple metrics when we hire people. We use coding, uh, we use coding challenges, we do paired programming exercises, we do traditional interviews, competency-based interviews. But I think what we really look for is people that are always looking to go the next step. We're looking for those people that are always working as ambassadors, not just for themselves, but for the business at conferences and hackathons. And this is one of the things that I really do focus on, is finding out what people do, um, I guess, outside of the nine to five. You know, are they really active in the open source community? Are they really active in hackathons? Are they going out to conferences? To give an example, we at Delivery Hero run an event called Pi Ladies, um, which is uh, aimed at Python. And it's a hackathon that we host at the, at the head office. And um, we, we basically use it as a way of uh, finding out who's, you know, in, from the women side of things, women in tech, um, who's really active in the field. And we find that by running these hackathons quite often, we can identify good people to try and target for our business. So that's one of the, one of the aspects that we look for, constantly pushing themselves, constantly learning new technologies, new frameworks, and really being involved in the, in the community. Um, so, yeah, I think that's one. Where do startups tend to go wrong with their early key hires? I think there's a few areas um, where you can sort of make mistakes. Um, like I said, I think when you're making those first few hires, it's really important that the people that you hire really get behind the concept. Um, these people will obviously have a huge impact on your business. If you're one of the first people um, through the door, as it were, the work that you do has such a big impact on, on how the business performs or how the, how the product develops. So I think getting those first early hires wrong is one of the issues that can really affect a business. And, um, and I think looking for that affinity or, or not getting the affinity between the, the person that you hire and, and do they really buy into, um, buy into what you're trying to achieve because these people will need to sit at their, at their desks till 11 p.m. sometimes. There'll be a lot of investment required from them working from an early stage startup. And I don't think people will give that unless they're really bought into the, to the idea. And they'll go through the, the highs and the lows. You know, I think when you're running and building a startup, there's always going to be, um, so we say in England, swings and roundabouts, there'll be the, the high points, but there'll also be the low points. And the good employees need to be the ones that will stick through the low points and really sort of chip in and, and work hard to see the, see the dream sort of uh, come to fruition. Okay, any tips to hire right the first time? It's a very good question there. It's really hard to do. Um, I think one of the things that obviously we look for is when we go through the interview processes is to continually monitor and assess um, culture fit as well as sort of hard technical requirements. So you can run all the coding tests in the world. You can do all of the, um, I guess, the, the technical assessments that you want. But I think at the end of the day, um, you have to look at the full picture. You have to look at um, a person's uh, life situations. Um, are they able to commit to a startup project? Um, you, you test their temperature for the actual project. Do they really believe in what we're doing? Does this person believe that an online food ordering platform is what the world really needs right now? Well, we're really excited when we get people through the door that say, do you know what, actually, I love the fact that I can order pizza and it's delivered to my house. You know? So we actually look for people to buy into the project. Um, and I think if people believe in what you're doing um, and they believe they can make an impact in your business, then they'll make the, the, the good hire. Okay, so how you do your hiring? Do you follow any process or key steps to make a right hire? processes in place. Um, so we, we've moved towards a more process-driven approach. 
And as we've grown as a business, we've obviously started looking at more data-driven hiring. So that's uh, a full change in process. That means that you upgrade your applicant tracking systems so that you can measure numbers, you can measure you know, the number of applications, and you can measure all the different channels they come from, um, right through to the actual types of interviews that we, we are sort of conducting. Um, we do follow, a, I guess, um, a, a relatively standard process now at Delivery Hero. We always try to have people do coding exercises or paired programming as part of the interview. We will always do HR interviews, which I will do myself. Um, I tend to do competency-based interviews, um, and then we'll do multiple peer interviews. So um, the final stage interview would typically consist of a meeting, not just with a tech lead and HR, but also with the people they will work with, so their peers. So we'll have other developers, for instance, um, attend the meeting. And we'll even have people attend from the business that are outside of that department. So developers will often interact with testers and interact with product. So we'll bring um, people in from multiple departments, um, and that really enables us to get, a, a, I guess, a broader picture um, as to how we see them fit in within the business. And I think that combination of having technical assessments, um, having a thorough HR screening process, and then also getting other people from the business involved. I think it gives us a good springboard for actually saying, yes, we're making the right hire here. And moving forward, we expect to make more data-driven hires. We're going to actually look at how we can utilise all of this obviously data that we've collected since we've been in business and how we can actually use that to try and help us improve hiring. So it's an ongoing process, but one that's fairly defined now. Any tips for conducting great interviews? Yeah, um, make it fun. It can be quite hard. It can be, it can be really difficult. Um, obviously, people have these preconceived ideas that interviews are a formal uh, process that you have to go through. Make it fun. Make it a little bit different. Um, one of the ways that we did, we tried experimenting with this at Delivery Hero was to have one of our more colourful characters come into the interview room for 45 minutes and talk about anything but work, you know, any topic. So um, when I was interviewed at uh, Delivery Hero, um, the, the interview question that was set for me was, and imagine I'm, I'm sat there, um, I had to uh, explain to our DevOps engineer at the time how I would organise a mission to Mars and return a human being back from Mars alive, <laughs> which was a very different interview. But actually, it engages you, you know, it engages people, and particularly people like developers, particularly people that really appreciate challenges. Um, if you give them these kind of situational challenges that are a little bit different, um, they'll quickly engage with you and they'll actually realise that you're looking for something a little bit deeper than just the, the sort of tick box recruiting exercises. And it also gives you a valuable insight into how their mind works, okay? Maybe we're not sending people to Mars, but you can actually understand a lot about people's mental processes, how they analyze situations, how they solve um, logical problems by the answers that they give. Uh, so that's one tip, and it's definitely something that kind of works for us. <laughs> what do you think, how can K-Step startup afford to hire top talent? Yeah, again, and this is difficult, and obviously you will be particularly in a crowded environment like a city like Berlin or, or like London or California where you have lots of companies competing and you have companies you know, like the size now of Delivery Hero or Dropbox. You have these bigger players that can spend a lot of money on salaries, um, always fighting again for the, the best talent. So it is, it is a difficult thing to do. But I would say networking, work the networks, get to the events. Um, a lot of good hires that you'll make at that really early startup stage, you will make through personal connections. 
You'll meet them at hackathons. You'll meet them at conferences. You'll have a conversation with them, and you'll you you will get them interested in what you're doing. Okay. So networking is really important um, as as a, as, a, as a channel of engaging with people that maybe wouldn't necessarily apply to your company through a job ad or a traditional job board or LinkedIn, for instance. Um, so I would certainly say work the networks as hard as possible. Work the referrals. Anybody else you know in the space? Do you have friends that are, are top-level developers? Really work those personal connections. And, um, and focus on finding somebody who believes in what you do. Because there are people out there that don't just look for money. You, know, you will find people that do list their salary as their primary motivation. And some of those people are very good at what they do. But when you're an early stage startup, like I said before, I think it's more important that you have people that will be with the company through the highs and the lows, that will put in the hours necessary and the work that's necessary. And these people will be challenge driven, not necessarily money driven. And it's about engaging with those people. So that's the advice that I would give. And I think if you, if you can do that, if you can hire those people, you'll find they'll be valuable employees long term. And you should incentivize them with share schemes or equity programs, make them feel like they're part of something that is going to be really you know, beneficial for them going forward. What's your opinion on using external recruiting agencies? Um, so I was an external recruiting agent at the beginning of my career. And I think there is value in using them, um, but you shouldn't become reliant upon using them. Uh, they always will have a space in the market when you hire in a really niche position. Um, they can be useful for um, very fast scaling, high growth businesses. But I think the focus should remain on what makes the company attractive. You should look at things like employer branding. And you should look at things like candidate experience as quickly as possible. We all know today there's platforms like Glassdoor where you can review the, 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 the candidate experience. And these are websites that applicants do check. They do review these things. So it's really important that from the start, your business is presented well to the, to the, to the applicant market. Um, and I think there is a lot of value in having a strong internal team, um, or at least having somebody internal within the business to help take care of recruitment. So they will always have a space. They will always have a, a role in the labor market. There will always be a need for them. And, and using them at the right time, they can be a really good tool. But the, 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 the strategy for hiring should be focused around actually building resource within the business and uh, really monitoring things like candidate experience, employer branding, and internal culture. And I don't think those are necessary. Agencies are fundamentally motivated by money, and there's nothing wrong with that, but they are. And your focus should be making your business attractive to people. And I think there's a little bit of a clash there at times. So yeah, that's my, kind of my view. <laughs> okay, so any final advice for startup founders who are out there recruiting their first hires? Yeah, um, I think I mentioned previously my, the, the, the one that's really important, and I can't mention this enough, is to work the events, work the networking events, get out to the relevant conferences, um, go out to hackathons, uh, make sure that you're networking as much as possible. Like in a city like Berlin, you'll find these events are everywhere. You know, we've, we're always doing uh, droid cons and you know, pie ladies and all these all these different events. Um, so try to get try to get try to get face time in the community. Um, number one, obviously, it will be good for your product. It will be good for your brand because you'll become well known. Um, obviously, the second of all is the ability to actually meet and interact with people and have the chance face to face to sell your dream, sell your vision. Um, it's very difficult when you think about traditional recruiting channels like job boards and LinkedIn and Zinc, um, it's very difficult when you don't have yet a brand, when you're not actually a big, uh, big employer, um, to convince people to apply. 
you know, a lot of those early hires will be made on your personality and, um, and your willingness to get out there and actually interact with the community. So really do not neglect that side. And if it's something that you're not naturally inclined towards doing, if you, if you don't feel confident in those situations, I would say it's worth learning it and putting yourself through that initial pain because you will make good relationships from it, business and, and personal. Okay, that's all for today. Thanks so much for the chat, Sunny. Yeah. So, next week, I'll talk with Julian, partner and head of German office at JP Bullhan. As always, come back and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. To stay updated with all the latest happenings, you can follow me on Twitter. You'll find the link in show notes. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I do. So that's all for today. Goodbye till next time.